0: Lakers SBN postgame show the Lakers lose to a Dallas team that's been in LA for a while they played the Clippers on Tuesday oh man that one hurt uh, that was that was tough to watch to watch a team play as hard as they did and fall short in double overtime and I guess two things I want to start off first and I had in my notes before even the first overtime um Missed these type of games right it's it's been a while since the lakers have kind of been in these type of you know gut-wrenching you know uh, clinch uh, clinching your fist kind of standing up the whole time every possession matters every possession is you know magnified um and this one felt different i know it, this one sucks it sucks to lose in double overtime um this to me felt different than the it had There's similar, you know, through lines, definitely. The late-game offense, the, you know, slowing the pace down, um, the post-ups that we try to force down the stretch, and I'll get into all that. But it's felt different than the Indiana, Sacramento, um, or the other game, Philly. Bob, you know, those felt different. This was just an incredible player. And officiating, obviously, was questionable uh, on both sides. Refs don't like to call fouls on... Late game situations, right? They like to let the player decide the game, quote unquote. Although you can make an, you know, you can make an argument that that is kind of deciding the game. The Troy Brown one, um, the LeBron driving to the rim. I'm sure Dallas fans can uh, can point to other ones as well. But this felt like a game that you know the Lakers were down 19 early, I believe, in the first half, and clawed their way back. Um, and this didn't, you know, feel like a game where where the team blew it or, you know, where they were up and they should have – like, this was a great player taking the game. And, you know, there's defensive stuff that I wish we did. I wish we just committed to trapping on Luka Doncic. I'll start there, I guess, in the overtime. But this is a great player taking the game. Maybe the most clutchest player in the league right now uh, screaming for, you know, the team to trap him. They trapped him all game. Sent two on every ball screen. Luca did not score uh, in the fourth quarter until the game tying three to tie it to overtime, and he does the same thing in the first overtime, ties the game with another three, and then uh, and then took over with his passing, his playmaking. Uh, I thought you know ham did the best he could, sent two on the ball, and I wish we just kind of let you know Luca beat us on the last play. I believe going into the First overtime. Uh, they had Powell on the floor and man I would just had that ball had to hit Dwight Powell for me to be comfortable. Luca Doncic though comes off and that step back three is just automatic Matic for him. Uh got to it both times. The first time on Dennis Schroeder, drives, step back three, hits it, and then another one uh on Troy Brown as well, gets the uh gets the three to go and that's a tough way to lose. Man, the High minutes, obviously, for both teams. Luka Doncic finishes, um, you know, get on all the Lakers stuff. But Luka Doncic finishes with 52 minutes and 43 seconds on the floor. What an output from him. Uh, 35 points, 13 assists, 14 rebounds. And again, just absolutely took the basketball game. Uh, and Lakers were up three in overtime and in regulation, and just did not, to me, have the legs to kind of continue. LeBron, you know, that the shot to tie the game—you could tell his legs were gassed. Takes a you know, takes a moving three with eleven seconds left. There was still time to get along too and and play the long game, but you could tell um, he was probably done in Dover <laughs> in a double overtime. Can't really can't really blame him. Forty six minutes, forty five seconds for LeBron. Twenty four points, sixteen rebounds. Just could not get a jump shot to go. Finishes 0 for 7 from 3. That includes um, that last one. And that's a rough, rough way to go out. And this team, you know, this team showed a lot of fight. I think, you know, again, these aren't moral victories on this side. But I think earlier in the year, the team probably gets blown out, right? Down 19 in the first half to a Mavericks team that is feeling himself. You could tell, moving the ball. Luca. We're trapping Luca every time. And his team clawed its way back to make it a ball game, to go up in the fourth. And again, Luka Doncic just takes the game over um, in a way that, you know, only he can, really. Step back threes and dominated with his playmaking. And I thought he was just absolutely incredible. Uh, Had five fouls. The Lakers picked on him kind of in a way where it kind of uh, took away from their own offense. They decided to just attack Luka Doncic every time uh, instead of running their own offense. And I thought it was kind of to their detriment a a little. We kind of forced, you know, LeBron ball screens or Russ ball screens, trying to get Luca's to switch in the overtime. And he was able to get to the basket or, you know, playmake those behind-the-back passes uh, to his shooters who really didn't convert at that high of a rate. I would love for them to stick to it. But tougher, you know, easier said than done. Spencer Dinwiddie, two monster dunks to kind of pick up, the Mavericks when, when there was no offense going Christian Wood was incredible 24 and 14 for him he finishes a plus 19 uh Tim Hardaway Jr only three for 11 for three um there are other guys really two for six uh from downtown so no one really shot incredible for Dallas and would have loved to uh would have loved to have you know this one come away with it and again just very tough to commit the amount of minutes we did uh, LeBron James committing 46 minutes uh, to a game that the Lakers eventually fall. That's that's uh, that, that's really rough. Um, so, yeah, in the overtime, the Lakers fought hard. I thought, you know, their game plan, they just, again, easier said than done. Those, you know, those ball screens where Luka comes off and he's looking for the passer. He's very, very, very good at making sure that that double hits. And he waits for it to kind of... Peel off, and he comes to his step back, or gets the shot he wants. Um, and there's no, you know, Luka Doncic's defender in the league. Honestly, there's, there's, the Lakers don't have the best capability to defend him. But there's no one in the league where, you know, you throw him on Luka Doncic, and you know he's stopping or he's, uh, he's impacting him. So again, that's no moral victories on this side. There's still a lot to to get to. There's still a ton of stuff where where there's a lot of questionable stuff about this season. But, you know, you could tell there's a there's a fight there. Um, but you want to come away with these ones. And, again, I think our and, – and moving, you know, transitioning to our closing lineups and our closing offense, uh, I think this is – again, I, these don't have the same tenor or the same feel or the same vibe as the, you know, the previous games that, you know, the Lakers have blown uh, in just tremendous, embarrassing fashion at times. But still, there's a – you know, there's a – There's a level where the offense is just not in sync and there's a level of pace and there's a level of decisiveness that you could tell you watch the other team and you say like, that's how it kind of should be. Right. You watch, um, you watch the Mavericks late game offense and there's no confusion on what's about to happen. Right. It's about to be Tim Hardaway Jr. Or Reggie Bullock coming to screen for Luka Doncic or he's attacking in isolation and scoring. There's no confusion of what our, what their late game stuff is And, you know, we're number two in pace. I believe they're, like, second to last in pace. And I think you kind of saw that they're a little bit more comfortable playing in a slower lineup, right? Teams trap Luka every single night across the association. Uh, They're very comfortable playing out of that. And I thought you saw that, uh, especially the closing, you know, minutes of regulation, overtime, double overtime. They were just a lot more comfortable, um, you know, and, again, playing a bunch of non-shooters. Uh, next to LeBron, you're going to have a very stagnant, um, a very uh, in-the-mud type of offense, and I thought you saw that. We were trying to force LeBron post-ups, and Dallas obviously sent double, and we had really no counter for that. The ball swing, Russ hit huge shots. I'll get to him in a little bit. Uh, Huge threes. um, But honestly, our best offense through that was – When winning Gabriel kind of threw the post-entry pass, and he cut to the rim, and he had huge buckets uh, in overtime and in regulation to kind of keep us afloat. Winning Gabriel, by the way, 33 minutes for him. His season high was 26 uh, in a blowout loss to, I believe, Phoenix, and then uh, his other season high was like 21. So been pining for more winning Gabriel minutes, and he was awesome. He finished with a plus nine. Uh, Thomas Bryant a minus seventeen, and plus minus is never the biggest indicator. But stop Luka Doncic. You're not gonna stop a Mavericks engine that has Luka Doncic running it. But thought his rim pre- him, his rim protection and ability to offensive rebound. He finished with five. Uh, he finished with two offensive rebounds, seven rebounds on night, fourteen and seven, six for eight from the field, thirty three minutes. Him diving to the rim. And you could tell if you watch LeBron post up, kind of push and ask for players to kind of dive to the rim. And I thought you saw that from him uh, in the overtime. Our best offense was kind of when he was the post-entry passer and then he can dive, right? Because it's harder to double one pass away uh, when it's – when it's a big man, right? So the Mavericks also weren't huge on the floor. So it was Christian Wood, obviously, and then a bunch of just, you know, Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr. And, you know, when Wendy's kind of throwing that post-entry and diving to the rim, LeBron was able to find him. And then getting just offensive rebounds um, and tapping balls and keeping them alive, uh, I thought he was just incredible with that. But uh, in the overtime, our closing offense, again, I think we're still one of the worst clutch, you know, offenses in the league. Those numbers have, you know, those numbers are loud and, in one way and kind of don't tell the whole story the other way. But I think our clutch offense was just, uh, it continued to just really struggle. And you saw that again tonight. You saw his, uh, you saw when we try to walk, we just continue to walk the ball up the floor uh, every single time. And you saw when LeBron struggled to kind of get the ball uh, to his spots. You saw Russ kind of, again, the, Russ LeBron issue kind of really comes out in the fourth quarter in overtime. And I think you saw that again. But just a really <laughs> – I have to calm down. Just a really tough uh, loss in, uh, in double overtime to a Mavericks team that's, again, a uh, couple games over five hundred. Uh, had a tough loss against the Clippers the other night. You knew they'd come out hungry, been in L.A. for a while, and they were able to get it in double overtime. Uh, but, you know, I don't think this should kill – The Lakers' momentum, six and you know five and one now in the last six games where LeBron actually plays. If you take out the Denver game, and they're still kind of building. Um, And we move on to Russ because I thought Russ was, again, you get the full spectrum of Russ in these type of games. I thought he was great in that first half and in the even the second half in regulation. His physicality kind of really changed the game to me. His physicality against a Dallas team that's not really that physical. Um, I thought that really kind of changed kind of the tenor. And the the Mavericks were up 19. You know, LeBron went out, I believe, and Russ kind of pushing that pace. And, you know, just getting the Lakers kind of going in their offense. I thought he was just incredible and really important to kind of getting the Lakers moving uh, and getting their pace kind of in the right spot again just tough you know it's hard to kind of blame him the rust the flagrant foul at the end on luca i'm not sure what he was thinking i also don't think that's a flagrant foul in that situation uh but you got to be smarter than that that was just a really terrible decision uh to go and foul (laughs) luca donches right there uh a hip check you know right after a winning gabriel miss but his physicality was extremely important um and again he had just Again, just you look at the line, 28 points, seven rebounds, five assists. The Lakers aren't anywhere close in that game without his production. Actually finished a plus three uh, to finish the night. Again, those plays, you know, those down the stretch shots are so magnified and those possessions matter so much. And Russ's game is kind of based on volume and you kind of mix those two. And it's a really tough, you know, combination there. But I thought his physicality and, again, Darvin Ham finding the role for him to kind of fit in and kind of find his spot, I thought, you know, I I thought he was in. He was extremely vital for the team to kind of play. But again, those late game situations, it gets really really tricky. And he hit big threes. Honestly, three for six from downtown. Uh, five for eight from the line. But hit the two big free throws to put the Lakers up. It would be nice to see if uh, they would. It would have been nice if they would have got a win for him. But Russell Westbrook, again, just I thought he was he played incredible and his his game. Uh, the Lakers don't even get close to being in uh, in overtime without him. Uh, Ten for 23 from the field. Again, that fit late, that fit you know down the stretch is is still extremely questionable, and we'll see where you know the Lakers can kind of work around that. I think they just need one movement shooter. I think like down the stretch, you just saw what just having one movement kind of shooter, a guy who can screen and pop, does. And you see that for Dallas as well you see Dallas being able to put Reggie Bullock or Tim Hardaway Jr. And even those guys that like, weren't even knocking down shots, just the ability to kind of screen and pop. That is just such a vital thing for a team, especially that has no, like that only has a a ton of rim pressure from their stars. Like you need at least one guy, you know, who's a threat as a screen and kind of pop guy. And they use Troy Brown in that down the stretch. I thought, you know, Russ and uh, LeBron were trying to, Uh, they were hiding luca kind of on troy brown and they were trying to have troy brown come and set the screen and pop and it just didn't you know move the needle uh for dallas to come and like come off their trap enough and troy brown's not really a good enough uh screen and pop three point shooter he's more kind of just a catch and shoot stand in the corner stand on the wing and shoot guy uh they try to have him kind of be the playmaker kind of out of that and he's it's just not his role it's just not what he's good at and that was kind of our crunch time offense down the stretch. Um, Troy Brown went two for six from three. Obviously, that tough call at the end where he could have got fouled. But Lakers need at least one movement shooter to make the Russ LeBron kind of. And even you have Dennis Schroeder out there as well, obviously, not a threat from downtown. Um, and he was 0 for 6 from three. So, uh, again, Lakers shoot 10 for, 10 for 41 from downtown, 24%. Very similar to their three-point shooting to start the year. Just an ugly shooting game, again, in double overtime where you couldn't really buy a basket. Um, but again, tough, t- really tough, um, really tough loss there. And one more three goes down. Maybe you win this one. But, yeah, that crunch line offense just needs one movement shooter that whether it's LeBron or Russ uh, running that kind of late ball screen, whoever, you know, comes and runs that. It'd be nice to have just one guy who can uh, who can shoot um, off the move and, and is able to hit that. Uh, but the Lakers don't have that. Uh, they You know, they closed with Dennis Schroeder, Troy Brown, uh, Wayne and Gabriel, which I thought was the correct decision. thought Winning Gabriel was incredible. I thought he should have closed. Troy Brown as well. You needed a wing to kind of throw as much as you could on Luka and those switches and those traps, and Dennis Schroeder as well. Without Patrick Beverly, you, you needed a kind of defensive pest out there. It's just so little... Uh, shooting around LeBron who also couldn't get a three tonight and uh, you saw that late in the overtimes Um, it's not the reason 100% they lost but would have been nice to have a little bit bigger of a shooting margin uh, to kind of get this one and then uh, just a few other things I think you know Max Christie again just 28 minutes uh, for the Rook Uh, it threw him on Luka never an easy matchup was a minus nine but I thought his impact was huge especially when the Lakers made their run Uh, again only seven points but five huge rebounds and again his defense you could tell him kind of shake off that like rookie you know rust or whatever every single game uh he's getting more and more like cleaner going around screens uh there's a bunch of plays where again, luca had no points in the fourth until that final shot and a lot of that is the trapping but it's also uh lakers had max christie on him for a bunch of possessions and luca would drive and uh, try to hit like a fadeaway. And Max has like the length to kind of contest that. And uh, it forced Luca into a few misses. And he can still hit those, uh, because he's just really freaking good at what he does. But I thought Max was just huge Um, and is kind of playing himself into a rotation piece, maybe when we're not fully healthy. But there's just no reason he should be out of the rotation. Uh, He kind of passed up JTA as well. Tonight, JTA, 17 minutes. Like I said, max 28 and a half minutes, uh, and he didn't even play in the overtime. Uh, so obviously, gaining the trust of Darvin Ham, gaining the you know trust of the team, and his confidence, he could see just rise little by little. Um, hit another three tonight. Hit a little floater when the Lakers were making their run. Has some transition chops. Uh, can handle. Just another really nice young player that the Lakers have kind of found, and uh, they've thrown him into the rotation. Lakers are short on wings that can do stuff, uh, for lack of a better term, and Max Christie is kind of showing like he's a not a full wing, but a wing that can kind of do stuff, and I think that's so vital um, for this team to kind of go anywhere. His play has kind of maybe rethought how the Lakers will move this summer, and they've brought in, you know, two bigs uh, to kind of work out, and we'll see tomorrow, but, you know, I think Max is a real rotation piece, and only 19 years old, so we'll see if he can, like, crack any type of real minutes. But I think he's an absolute real piece that the Lakers should uh, should definitely invest in and invest in his development. I think he's shown enough to where you want him playing. And uh, he's impacting winning. And that's, you know, young guys who can impact winning and have a low usage. Uh, I think that's just an incredible, you know, thing to find at a young guy. And if the Lakers won tonight, I feel like he would have been a nice, uh, nice part of it. Few things. Lakers kind of dominated the bench points. Most of that because Dallas absolutely went all out on this game. Uh, Jason Kidd was just not going to give his team a second of rest. Like I said, Luka Doncic finishes with 50 minutes. Uh, Christian Wood, 47. Reggie Bullock, 47. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, 51. I mean, it's just they absolutely went all out. And again, this was a you know this is one of those games where. You hate and love kind of the feeling of it it's a game that the lakers haven't really felt in a long time it's been it's been a while since the lakers have been in games that matter and not that this matters to the extent that a game in january does but felt good to be in a game against a fairly good team the Mavics aren't a great team but i think you know anytime you play Luka Doncic, who was playing as good as he could have i mean again 30 35 points for him three for seven from the field uh, 14 for 28 from the field and dominated this one every possession. Luka was on the floor for 53 minutes, which means the offense ran through him for pretty much 53 minutes. And that's a tall task um, for a defense to guard Luka for that long, that's 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 tough uh, for any team, especially a guy that had it going down, uh, down the stretch and in the clutch. And again, I hope this doesn't kill the momentum the Lakers are kind of rolling with Denver game aside. Uh, this would have been a nice one to kind of continue the role they had uh, with LeBron, with LeBron back five and one now in games where LeBron played in the last six. They have Philly coming up on Sunday. Hopefully, they can get that one. We'll see what the AD news coming. But again, yeah, just a tough, tough loss in a double overtime to a team that you know where again this felt different than the games where we lost against Indiana or even the Philly game or even Boston. Like it's just a great player taking the game. Uh, and there's you know crunch time stuff the Lakers had to figure out, but uh, this felt a little different. Even though there's no moral loss to it, it's just this was an incredible player taking over and winning the ball game, and uh, and that's what happened. Luka Doncic uh, took over as he as he can hit two extremely tough back threes to kind of to, to put the to tie the game and then to kind of ice it down the stretch. So. Lakers lose to the Dallas Mavericks at home uh, with LeBron's first game back since sitting out against Denver. Uh, Lakers return on Sunday against Philly. And, and thank you for listening. We'll see you guys in